Welcome to an episode of the award-winning podcast Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. The theme of the podcast is New York with a focus on behind-the-scenes conversations with fascinating people who are making an impact in the world of art, design, and architecture. Helen Toomer is the director of Photo Affairs New York, which held its inaugural edition at the Javits Center this past September. The mission is to present the state-of-the-art view of visual culture, to explore the diverse and rapidly evolving landscape of image-making, from intersections with digital art and film to the medium's next frontiers, including virtual reality, augmented reality, and AI-driven art. In this interview, Helen talks about her excitement for a photo fair that exists in the space between the traditional archetype of photo exhibitions and the typical art fair, a photo fair that celebrates the incredibly vast and diverse medium of photography. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about photography as an art form and how visual communication is very much at the core of how we interact with each other today. Helen also dives into the effects of the democratization of photography with the dawn of the smartphone and gives a valuable recommendation to those of us who are passionate about photography. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, so you are the director of Photo Fairs New York. Is this the first photo fair in New York ever? Yes. It is, right? It was, yes, it was the first. It was, um, it was. Uh, somebody said it's like me having my second baby. You know, <laughs> it was, like a, you know, um, it was, a, it was a great, it was a great event, um, and it was wonderful to be able to produce such a high quality uh, event and showcase so many incredible artists and galleries in the, you know, in the heart of New York City, which is yeah. pretty. Thing, yeah. Do we need another photo fair? I read some articles about this and they said, you know, <laughs> that you're very daring <laughs> to do this in this, uh, in, this, in this context or in this economy, but it went well. Yeah, it, it went brilliantly. Um, thank you very much. Um, you know, I think that's always a question, isn't it? Uh, do, do we need more fairs? Do we need more galleries? There's always the question of do we need more, I think, with this um, well, anyway, I'm a maximalist, so I'm always believe more is more. Um, but aside from that, yes, I, I, this is why I got really excited about this is because New York, um, didn't have a fair that was fully focused on and celebrating contemporary photography and new media. Mm. So um, I wouldn't have kind of come back and committed uh, blood, sweat and tears to launching it if I if I didn't think it was needed. And the reception was like, was was joyous you know it was it you know and I suppose it's like you know when you when you're planning something you know in your mind what you're doing right you're like I'm like I know I'm going to do this I know logistically I know how to make it happen I know how to like bring the awareness we've got the team we've got the galleries we've got the artists but I'm the only one that knows all of it right <laughs> so I uh, this tiny head like was holding like a lot so when the doors finally opened, I was, you know, like just before a party, you're like, oh my goodness, no one's going to come, you know, like, <laughs> fear. like you're like, I did everything. No one's going to come. So I had that moment because I always get very nervous yeah. before an event and people came and people loved it. And people thanked us for filling this niche. I 
I guess, from artists to collectors to curators. So it was, it was, it was a beautiful convening. Yes. So what intrigues me about this, there has been other photo fairs in Shanghai some years ago and also in San Francisco. But mm. this is different. It's photography, but it is photography in a different perspective. You said somewhere that uh, usually photo fairs is a one-note and you would like to have a symphony. <laughs> Many different notes. <laughs> so explain to our listeners then, the approach is more from a sort of an integrative perspective. Well, this is, I think this is one of the age old questions and is of, you know, what constitutes a photograph or what constitutes a, uh, a fine art photograph. I think photography in itself is, an incredibly vast medium um, and considering all the tools that photographers and artists have used to create images. When I made that comment about the one note versus the symphony, I was thinking really from kind of like an art market perspective um, and kind of from the general audience's perception of, you know, what is a photograph? Or if you go to um, an art fair, you predominantly see paintings. And if you go to a photography focus fair, there are can be um, a huge number of black and white photographs. And that's kind of the archetype, right, of the, um, of the image. And so when I got really excited about this fair, it was because it was celebrating the diversity of the medium and really thinking that photography um, and lens-based art is about image making. So thinking about images mm. and this thread through photography, through new media, through technology and, and um, you know, using the tools and, and celebrating artists that are, you know, are pushing the boundaries of the medium, but also there's a lot of artists right now who are looking back to uh, techniques that were used um, hundreds of years ago. Hmm. And so I think it's an, it's an interesting mix. I see. Uh, now that you had time to digest the photo fairs in mm -hmm. September, what, what are your lingering feelings here? What are the lessons learned, things to do in a different way? So the, the feelings are, I guess, we goes back to that more, um, wanting, always wanting more. Um, so, well, first and foremost, it was um, relief and validation. Um, relief that we were able to build something that felt like it was needed at that time. And that um, another analogy I use is that we're, um, it was like spreading seeds. And then in the years to come, we'll see the, the flowers growing. So I feel proud that we built a strong foundation. Lessons learned. Oh my goodness. There are all, there are always, always so many um, lessons to be learned because, you know, part of being the director of the fair is that I, I would say think about, but more like obsess about every single detail. So that's down to the marketing, down to the um, how people are greeted when they buy their tickets, down to the signage, how people are welcomed into the fair, what the lounges look like. So there's lots of kind of details that we know will be, that will be tweaked, but really it's about building upon the foundation. So we had some 
incredible artists and galleries. And we want to expand that slightly. Um, we had some wonderful partners like the Baxter Street Camera Club of New York, mm-hmm. um, the Center of Photography in Woodstock, Jamaica Art Society, Photographiska, and then thinking about how we can engage them and their audience all year round as well before September next year. Yeah. So there's always lots to do, Anders. I'm never, never sat I've never sat idle for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I I can imagine that. So you had 56 uh, exhibitors from 20 cities around the world. Uh, You had thematic and group exhibitions. A third was uh, devoted to solo artist presentations. And um, you also had an award. So can you tell us a little bit about the award that you have in at the photo fairs new york yeah so we um we have um we initiated uh, an incredible partnership with the 21c museum hotels um their uh their founders lauren lee and steve are are amazing and their chief curator alice grace stites is like a um long-term friend of of mine um they um created this amazing organization where they have hotels all around America and they have um it's they have essentially like museum class exhibitions within the hotels that are free for anybody to look at so Alice is always curating these different exhibitions Hmm. so we basically inaugurated the 21c acquisition prize where um, Alice Steve and Laura Lee came uh, to the fair before it opened and they were supposed to acquire one work um, for the prize but they ended up acquiring three (laughs) because they they loved it so much and they were really really excited so yeah yeah, we're going to be continuing that you know it's like I think as a fair it's not just about the event it's about um, continuing those connections with um, a broader community outside the the fair. Where are you in the process of planning the next year's uh, photo fairs because there's going to be one right? Yes, of course. Yeah, we're excited to return to the Javits Center in September 2024. Um, I just got back from Toronto uh, visiting galleries there. I've just been uh, in Paris and London and obviously New York. So I'm already thinking about the next the next edition, what artists, installations we might want, what mm-hmm. programming partners we might want, what sponsors might come on board. So it's really, yeah, I'm always thinking about, you know, what, what we can do. I think that's sometimes the misconception of people who don't maybe like work in events. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I sometimes get the question like, what do you do all year? And I'm like, <laughs> I wish, honestly, I wish I was like sat, you know, on a beach, like drinking a margarita all day, like reading books. Alas, no, it is, it is work all the time. <laughs> yeah. So how does that process work? So galleries, of course, they are interested in in exposing their, their artists to you. So you have incoming traffic. And then, of course, you have your own uh, strategy and ideas and so on. Yeah. So we had an incredible um, selection committee. We had Putri Tan from um, Gagosian. We we had um, um, Amanda Colson from Turn Gallery, Nick Fahey from uh, Fahey Klein, and Sebastian from Rolf Art in um, Buenos Aires. So it's it, it was a great mix. I mean, you, the other thing about this is you can't do anything alone. It really is a collaborative effort. And the selection committee um, was a great extension of that. So it 
was really beneficial to be able to have their eyes and ears on the applications while also, you know, promoting the fair to their colleagues. I mean, I think that's the other thing about the fair as well. It's like, you know, you said earlier, it's about you're always learning. And even though I know what I'm doing in terms of running fairs, I'm always learning. And I'm, I think my job is really to bring um, experts in their field together to, to create um, uh, an educational uh, environment. You mentioned in the interview that you had hung up your fair hat. <laughs> now, what happened? <laughs> I did. And as I This is your I, fourth, right? Fourth oh, my fair? God. I, I don't even know how many. I feel like it's in my blood, Anders. Well, the joke is... <laughs> My husband, his company, uh, Space Design and Productions, they design and produce art fairs all over the States too. And we actually met when we worked at an art fair together a hundred years ago. So we've realized that our poor kid, Harry, doesn't have a chance. He's just going to have art fairs on the brain. Like like we're going to Miami and a couple of Eric builds the, um, oversees the build of the the beautiful untitled tent on the beach in Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, and Harry, who's now five, just thinks it's normal to be like running around a little go-kart while the tent's being built and there's cranes everywhere. <laughs> um, sorry. I, I, <laughs> um, but yes, I, I thought I'd, I thought I had hung, hung my hat up. I was, uh, I was up here in the woods in upstate New York and, um, focused on our residency program, which mm. supports women and families and upstate art weekend and art mummers. And I was not looking for another role, um, in my already busy schedule. And, but a friend reached out, uh, Yayoi reached out and she said, Hey, I was talking to this guy. He's interested in starting an art fair, a photo fair. And I was like, okay. And I always take these calls, Anders, because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I always like to be of help, you know, so maybe I know someone who can, can help if it's not, not me. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't um, no, this is not me. So anyway, I was actually in Miami at the time I had a zoom call and I was like, I'm going to be two minutes. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not gonna, this is going to be short and sweet. And, um, I was speaking to Scott Gray, who's the CEO and uh, founder of photo fairs. Um, a terribly nice British man. And, um, by the end of the conversation, I, I hung up and I ran out to Eric, my husband. I was like, oh, no, I think I really want to do this. <laughs> and uh, my husband understands I'm a bit of a tornado. So he was like, OK, let's just let's take a minute and think about it. <laughs> But it was it was really because of the niche, the concept, the organization's commitment to um, to photography and really celebrating the, the medium um, in Shanghai and and launching it in New York. And I just clicked with him and realized that he entrusted me, which was also a which was also a big thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. If we then think about photography as an art form, and I think that's this is really the, the core of what you're doing um, mm. when you're saying that the photo fairs will present uh, the state-of-the-art view of visual culture. You talk about photography and its connection to technology, for instance, AI. Can, we, can you take a few examples of where photography is sort of moving in in other domains, technology or materiality or anything, so that 
people can understand where this is uh, this train is 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 going yeah well so i think it's interesting it's i don't know whether it's the the uh i don't know whether it's the train is going like in the future tense i feel like the train is already the, the train the, the train has left the building right <laughs> it's just you know we are uh, like we are choosing uh when to get on and off i guess so i'm full of metaphors today and is um so and photography predominantly has been a medium in which many tools have been used you know even if you just think of a camera in itself as a tool yeah. right um, and then you think about the dark room and then you think about the computer and then, you know, an AI, I think, is is the tool that people are using and, uh, you know, playing with now because it's the the new kid on the block. You know, you know, we also see contemporary artists who are looking back and making tintypes. Um, so I know that, you know, AI can be scary. Um, you know, I mean, that's a much, much larger conversation. But I think when I'm thinking about it, just specifically for photo fairs, I'm really thinking about it as a tool. And I'm really interested in having the conversations around it. I think this is something that is another reason why I'm driven to produce the fair is to create a space uh a centralized space of uh, convening that we can have these conversations mm -hmm. from people who are pro AI to people who think, you know, who are, who are nervous about it. You know, it's similar to, you know, when Instagram came out and people weren't sure about using it or, or going even further back to like when galleries didn't have websites, yeah. you know, I think it's always the fear of the new. And I think that, you know, we wanted to be able to to work uh, with galleries and artists and bring in specialists to have these conversations. So it so there wouldn't be uh, so much fear around it yeah. because once you speak about it, it it, it feels um, a little less alien, I guess. Mm. And I'll just bring up like one example. Um, there's an artist called Sarp um, who showed with um, Tara von Lintel Gallery. Um, and he uses, I mean, my goodness, I listen to him and my head explodes. Like he is so, uh, he knows so much. Um, but one of the things that, uh, he created these, uh, AI Polaroids. So you look at them and you think, you know, that's, that's a Polaroid that was taken, you know, as we know a traditional Polaroid to be taken, but it was not. Um, it was all generated by AI. There was these exquisite photographs of these gorgeous queer people. And what he said is he, he was like, I, he said he typed into like chatbot, like, oh, queer man in Turkey. And then what came up was a real, um, was not a, uh, a true to image. Uh -huh. uh, it was kind of a very kind of like cliche, um, kind of like in a certain box. And so he was like, no, this is not how this, these people should be represented. So he has gone in and worked to make sure that representation is aligned mm -hmm. with reality. So that, I mean, even that conversation alone is incredible. Yeah. 
You have to get him on the show. He'll blow your mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was his name again? <laughs> his name's Saab. I'll send you all the details. He's brilliant. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. So the train have, uh, has left uh, the building, as you said. Uh, but it is it is fascinating when you think about how central photography is in our way of communicating today. I mean, it, photography has been sort of democratized in a way so that everybody now uses the medium and, and feel very comfortable with it. So what are the effects of that uh, on a broader scale? Um, I mentioned to you before in my notes here that I sent to, to, to Polly that, that uh, I have some uh, photography friends in Sweden and they're very, mm. very uh, extremely talented. They've done books and stuff like that. The problem is they can't get any job any longer because the high end of the photo business has been invaded by all these, uh, you know, I, iPhone. Uh, instead of having, uh, you know, a photographer doing it the right way uh, artistically and stuff like that, they say, well, but you know, take an assistant can go out and, and take those photos. I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying here a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. But do you see any any effects like that when you look at photography and and uh, how photography, what role photography plays in in, in the world of business? Mm. Um, well, you know, for me, I really, you know, when we talk about in those realms, really my lane is contemporary art, right? So that's like where I'm super focused. Yeah. And with those regards, I'm going to draw some, some, some parallels in that, that, that I think being able, we're very much, you know, images, like we're very, we're visual people, right? We're, we're saturated all the time. Uh, one of the reasons I love Instagram is because I am better with images than I am with words. Like I'm that person that you'll send me a long text message and I'll send you an emoji back and a photo, like I, you know, that kind of thing. And I think what's happening in the art world, because fine art photography and contemporary art is very different to, um, you know, uh, photographers, uh, taking commercial photos there's definitely some crossover mm. um like elliot and eric uh they had an incredible solo show with us from spinello gallery um in miami and their works were divine so beautiful and then they also you know take pictures of they they photoed uh, they photographed bad bunny for like you know uh like a, a time magazine so you know there it there can be that crossover yeah but I think that um, in terms of the democratization of it, what we're seeing now is more artists are um, working or playing with photography and new media and technology. Mm. So I think all these new tools are giving more uh, license or availability to artists to to play more so I'm, i know i'm dodging your question but it's think it's a difficult one for me to answer um because it's like i always think about it in terms of artists and now i don't think artists are necessarily boxed in as a photographer or as a painter uh they're multidisciplinary artists who might make a video one day who might do a painting who might do a screen print and i think that that is the interesting thing for me at this time 
Another dimension that I learned about when I was doing research uh, for this interview was that the uh, problem with photography sometimes can be uh, related to editions and what are you really buying and how many editions are there and, and so the uniqueness of the uh, art in itself. Now, with the development that you are talking about here, with photography sort of merge into other areas like technology or AI or things like that, does that mean that that specific problem will diminish? I think it's interesting that you said it's a problem because I don't see additions as a, a problem because it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a way that, people have worked with uh, photographs and prints and uh, videos um, and actually back to the democratization it actually can be more um, accessible for people to acquire editions yeah. because they aren't always necessarily as high priced as unique I think when you're referring to like it being a problem is when um when the the gallerist or the artist uh is maybe a little opaque around the additions so and obviously we don't work with artists and galleries like that we work with amazingly organized um and caring gallerists and artists yeah. who create set editions so say you know an edition of five with one artist proof and that's what is sold and after that 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 is it yeah. um and so it's it's again sorry i'm harping on about the problem because i don't see it as a problem it's just about transparency and about the understanding that you are you are buying um a photograph but like for example like you know i would love to own a micheline thomas painting and i cannot but maybe just maybe one day i'll be able to buy a micheline print so it's you know and then that go, but you know and then god it's another big question that goes back to what is value to you like what does it mean to own a quote-unquote unique work? What does that look like? Is it on a TV screen? Is it on your computer? Yeah. Is it on the wall? Sorry, that like raised a lot of questions. No, 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 no. It's really great. No, I was, I was actually. Uh, there was an art dealer who, who was who was quoted in one of the articles that I that I that I read that the medium is still hindered by the perception of editions, multiplicity, and reproductibility and stuff like that. So my question is, when photography then merge into other areas, the edition concept is still valid. Y yeah, I mean, I I think that the editions will always be there as will unique works but i think it's ultimately up to the artist about how they want their work to be um to be viewed and to be sold um you know uh there's some like there's a a oh, great artist she's such a badass uh delphine diallo who shows with fisheye gallery she had a solo show with us her work is incredible. Um, she takes f photographs like of herself. She uses other like uh, found pieces of like collage. She uses some AI. And so the works that she creates are completely unique. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that one day she might not like move into um, editions. Um, it's just, but, but you know, up front that it is a unique work. So I guess that's, 
making me think more now. That's, I guess, you know, one of my roles as somebody who is organizing a fair like that is to is to make sure that that is um, easily accessible and understood for when people are coming in, you know, that people understand um, that this is one of five or this is a unique work or this is one of two. And, uh, and we try and make all of that as transparent because a lot of the art world can be pretty opaque. Yeah. So let's talk about you then for a change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Helen, you have... Uh, You spent 15 years of experience across commercial and non-profit sectors with a track record of launching new organizations and convening the art community. And you started, we said this is your fourth fair. Um, you have a background at Ramsey Fairs, but we should talk maybe about the Stoneleaf Retreat and the activities that are connected to, to that uh, community. Stoneleaf Retreat is essentially an extension of our home. Um, we're just outside of Kingston, New York, kind of two and a half hours north of New York City. Um, and we started a residency in 2017 that is focused on supporting women and families. So we've had over 50 artists come through since 2017, and we've had um, about a dozen family residencies. Um, and it was important uh, for us to provide like a safe space for artists to come and be or create kind of whatever serves them um, in the moment. And it's been a wonderful gift. Hmm. Yeah. And connected to that is Art Mamas Alliance. Yes. So I became um, a parent to my little monster, Harry, in uh, 2018. And um, the, the whole experience of trying to have a child and then having a child was a roller coaster, to say the least, Anders. So um, I reached out to my magical friend, Katie Donahue. She had a little boy six months after I did. And we just talked about how honestly kind of brutal it was like just you know I, I feel like sometimes like especially motherhood gets glossed over like you know you are going to have this magical baby's just gonna come out and look cute and you're gonna take instagram pictures and everything's gonna be happy and then you're like oh my goodness this child was ripped from my body i cannot sleep like i cannot breastfeed you know you know so anyway um katie and i got talking and then when the pandemic hit We started a weekly Zoom call for parents just to, and we were online every Monday um, for an hour, sometimes five people, sometimes 20 people showed up and then more and more people heard about it and we opened it up. We have over 300 members wow. now. And basically it's just a place where people can share and listen and, and talk about the trials and tribulations that it is to be a parent today. But also you have residency and people can come there and work as artists. So we do a joint residency So the um, here at Stoneleaf. Um, so we have a residency that's just for just for the art mamas. So we have three art mamas at a time. So they come without their family and they're able to connect with other artists. And then we also have um, a family residency where they can bring their kids, caregivers, family, um, whatever that, that means to them. So... That's incredible. You have a very broad background. You've also been lecturing 
on art fairs and professional development at universities. Your passion for the artists really shines through in, in everything that you do. And you said you were going to add uh, art, artist whisperer to your, oh, yeah. to your LinkedIn account. <laughs> So how does that work then? So this seems to be the central, some of the central points in your, in your passion for, for the art yeah. is the meeting with the artists and to create these uh, communities and these events. Uh, you said it's almost like building a village. Interesting. Yeah, that's, um, you know, it was funny because it was uh, Sarah Cascone from Artnet when, when she 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 said the term art whisperer, and I and I and I laughed because um, I I hadn't heard it before, and I I kind of I I like that idea, but I'm also like not here to tame artists, you know, like I feel like, <laughs> and they shouldn't be tamed either. But <laughs> I think that that for me is always the thread that runs through. Um, runs through the artists um and somebody asked me I remember somebody asked me like what was my what was my favorite thing um about what I do and I remember saying it's the artists and and they said well that's strange because normally people would say art it's about the art and I was like well it is but like I find it's the magic of the people it's the magic of the artists mm -hmm. um how they think what they create why they create it um, and you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of magic there. And I think that also comes from me being a failed artist. Like I very much am like a, you know, I'm an organizer, you know, so organize and support, uh, where I can, but to be in proximity of, you know, artists who are, who are making magic and who are also, um, you know, truth tellers. I think that's always for me, that's the, that's the power of art is that, um, through their visual languages, they can convey, um, incredible narratives, stories, truths. It's something that we look back on as history. Um, and yeah, to, to be part of that is magic. I mean, who wouldn't love that? Hmm. Like, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's it's magical when uh, when you hang out with people like that. So, what are you doing uh, right now? Are you working on photo fairs, New York next, or is it just a mixture, a collage of various uh, various <laughs> projects on the desk in front of you? <laughs> no, I'm definitely uh, focused on photo fairs, New York next year. I'm planning to go to. Um, Paris um, in a, in a couple of weeks, and very much thinking um, about our programming and like our you know our partners. I have great meetings set up, um, so yeah, I'm always thinking about that. And 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 luckily, you know, I'm I'm sat here and I'm looking out on this window at, at Stoneleaf. So I you know I'm super fortunate, like looking at the all the different beautiful colors of the leaves and the trees, and thinking about the residency for next year and upstate art weekend. And, uh, tonight I have an art mama's zoom call. So oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a mixture, but it's, a it's a, it's a great one. So you mentioned that upstate, uh, art weekend. When is that? So that's in July every year, mm -hmm. um, in the Hudson Valley in the Catskills. Okay. 
And this was something that came out of a seeing a pattern here. I want a need to uh, create a big event to bring people together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a pattern here. Yeah, I really should talk to my therapist about yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it basically. Uh, it, it kind of started from an arts admin perspective. You know, when we moved up here in 2000 and what was it, 17, it was kind of really getting to know the area. Like, you know, where was Deer Beacon? Where's Art Oh My? Where's Magazino? Where's Storm King? What side of the river are they on? And I would put together all these different itineraries and I was like, wow, there's not kind of one unifying uh, moment, I, I guess. This. Um, so in 2020, um, I created Upstate Art Weekend and we had 23 uh, organizations and last year I think we had over 130 oh so it goes back to the magic there's so much magic uh, here and it's just a, a chance to shine a spotlight on it that's wonderful yeah thank you well Helen thank you so much is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to communicate to to our listeners I was thinking about like the you know when we were talking about the fear uh, or like the fear of the of the new or and 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 also like the transparency um and sometimes the opaqueness of the art world i think uh, why i really appreciate this conversation and why i appreciate you kind of getting into um to doing this is like you were saying like you want to like learn and by having conversations with people that's like kind of like a, an incredible way to learn um, and to be part of something. And I think I would very much like for some of the barriers uh, to be omitted for people who really are interested in art um, and encourage them to go to um, the galleries. There are so many incredible galleries that are open five plus days a week mm. that are free, that who... Uh, who are who are showcasing works by you know our next generation of artists and i'm always surprised about how many people don't go um so i would encourage people to to go to as many galleries as possible and talk to the person behind the counter and then come and visit us upstate and then at photo fairs new york next yeah. September yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful note to end on and, and thank you so much Helen for taking your time and for doing such a great uh, job and uh, we look forward to Photo Fairs New York next year thank you it'll, be in, it'll be in September then right Yes, perfect, yeah. at the Javits Center, super central. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're, more, you're more than welcome upstate any other in the next summer no, as well. I would love that. My girlfriend uh, loves uh, Hudson. I'm more of a beach person, but I, I, I will definitely come up. Okay. <laughs> Maybe in July. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Thank Janet. you so much for taking the time. Thank All right, you. take care. You too. Bye. Bye. This is Art Insiders New York, and my name is Anders Holst. If you enjoyed this episode and have family and friends who love New York and are passionate about the world of art design and architecture, please spread the word by following us on artinsidersnewyork.com or liking us on our Facebook page, Art Insiders New York. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. This episode was produced by UOM LLC, copyright 2023.